Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. So this episode has been a long time coming. You get just me today and I am going to finally sit down and answer some of the questions that you guys have asked about my blog and this platform and growing this into a business. Now, there's a few things I want to say before we dive into the questions that you guys submitted on Instagram. The first thing is I just want to say, I still think it is so crazy that I've been able to make my passion of supporting stepmoms and sharing my life online and screw ups and lessons and inspiring women into a business. Like it blows my mind to this day. And you know, the fact that I have five people who help me with various things when it comes to running this platform, like graphic design and, you know, podcast management and that kind of stuff. It, it's wild to me. It truly is wild because when I first became a stepmom, I had no idea that this world even existed and that this was even a possibility. I always had this passion for sharing and I had a blog when I was in university, but, or actually not in university shortly after university, but I didn't know that you could blog for a living. Like I had no idea about this online space. Now, if you are wondering about how it all started, I do have a podcast is episode 22 and I share just the story of how it all got started in a little more depth than I'm going to go into in this episode. So be sure to check that out. But before I dive into the questions, I just want to say, if you are listening to this and you have an idea or something that you want to start, start it, do it. I thought about starting to share my experiences dating a man with kids and then ultimately getting married for months before I finally decided to do it because I was scared what people would think, or I didn't know much about it. And I just was really reluctant to kind of put myself out there. But then when I did it, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, I'm so glad I didn't ignore that little voice. And that has happened to me several times in my life. I'm going to give you another example. So I have my online membership. It's the exclusive stepmom community. I had the idea for that almost two years before I actually acted on it and made it happen. I had people on my team say, ah, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, do you really see that working? Even my husband was like, really? I just, I don't know, Jamie. And the idea kept coming to me over and over and over again. And finally I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. And this community has been the best thing ever. Like I, it helps me. It's such a connection. There's so many phenomenal women. We're supporting so many women. Like it has been a huge success to the point that I think I had 250 women sign up for the community within like an hour of launching it. You know what you're supposed to do with your life. Like your gut tells you what your next step is. You just cannot ignore it. All right. So if you have an idea and you're listening to this, listen to me right now. What the hell do you have to lose? Like, what is the worst thing that could happen if you take a chance and try it? That it doesn't work out? Okay, we'll take the lesson and try something else. Like, you know, if you look at the worst case scenario and the best case scenario, it's, you know, just, just friggin' do it. 
All right. So the second thing that I want to share before I dive into the questions is not everyone knows this, but I actually love talking shop. And when I say that, I mean, I love talking about growing an online brand and building online communities and connecting with people online. Like the business aspect of all of this is so interesting to me. And it's been something that I've become super passionate about. And in the last year, I have done some coaching and mentorship for women who want to grow their businesses and build an online brand, take their blog to the next level, use social media to level up and create an online community. And it's been so fun to connect and share the things that I've learned and all of the things that I wish that I knew when I first started. So I have this email sequence that I created It's called all the shit I wish I knew when I first started my blog and growing my business. And if you're interested in knowing all the things that I wish I would have done differently or, you know, the lessons that I've learned along the way, you can sign up. Emails just come your way with tips and strategies and a little bit, you know, tidbits of information. So you can sign up at www.thekickassstepmomproject.com forward slash the shit I wish I knew. And I'm going to link it in the show notes as well. But I love sharing these things with you because I figured out how to build a website and start an online community and work with brands and connect, you know, an online shop and use social media and have a digital business through Google searches, help desks, listening to podcasts and a few online courses. Like I do a lot of Googling guys, like (laughs) Google and help desks have really paved the way for me. And it was a lot of trial and error, throwing shit at the walls to see what sticks. And, you know, I've changed my direction so many times and I've done this on my own. And I'm more than happy to tell you what I've learned the hard way to prevent you from making the same mistakes. So again, www.thekickassstepmomproject.com forward slash the shit I wish I knew to learn the top five things that I wish I would have known when I first started my platform. All right, let's dive into the questions. The first question is from Bipolar Stepmom. It's how did you find so many followers? Even with hashtags, it's difficult to find new followers. How did you build a following? First of all, I think that's funny that you said that because I personally don't feel like I have a lot of followers in a huge community, but I'm looking at people who have like hundreds and thousands of followers and millions of followers. Like those are my mentors. Mind you, these mentors don't even know that I exist, but these are the people that I look up to in the online space. And then, you know, I find myself in this headspace where I'm like, oh, how do you have so many followers? Like, how do you get so many followers? And we can all fall into this trap. There's this misconception that followers equal success. And sure, it's related, but I think it's really important to remember it's not the be all and end all. Again, a misconception that the number of followers you have equals the amount of success you have, and it's just not true. There's also this misconception that that happens overnight when it comes to growing a following. Like unless you have this crazy viral post, which chances are you're not going to have, you can't just grow a following overnight. It takes a lot to time. And I think it's important to remember that followers are real people. Social media is supposed to be social. So just like you would meet people and network at a party or in a work environment, you need to do that online. So it can be a slow process. And it really just comes from connecting with the people, connecting with the right kind of people, sharing about yourself and providing value. So it's slow and steady wins the race. Like you have to remember, I have been doing this for five years now, I think. Yeah. About five years. I don't even really know, but I've been doing it for a while. And I heard this really great analogy from Jasmine Starr, who, by the way, you guys should all follow and I will link her in the show notes. And she says, think about Instagram as going to a cocktail party. 
if you don't know anyone and everyone is going to run up to you and talk to you, they're not going to be like, oh my God, I want to have a conversation with you if they have no idea who you are. And then if you don't provide value or spark conversation, no one is going to want to engage with you. Like it is about building relationships. So my biggest tip, you know, hashtags are great, but they're not the be all and end all. They're a really great way to find people in your community. But unless someone's searching a hashtag, they're not going to come find your page. So my biggest tip is think about impact and connection, not how many followers you have. So number one, provide valuable content. Ask yourself, like, what is the point of this post? What value is this post providing to my community? What is going to make them want to keep coming back and back to see if I've posted? Is this worth their time? What conversation am I starting? And I think about that every time I write a post. It's like, what is in it for my people? What am I trying to do? Second is engage. And I have a client who I encourage to set 30 minutes a day on her phone every single day and go and engage with people who follow her and people who are following similar accounts and accounts that she aspires to be like, and just, you know, engage in deliberate connection for 30 minutes a day. And since doing this, she has doubled her following and really started to create this meaningful relationship with people in her ideal community. The other piece to remember is that the number of followers you have, like I said, does not determine how successful you are. From a business perspective, someone could have 100,000 followers, but it doesn't mean that they are more successful than someone who has 5,000 followers or 3,000 followers on their business page. Like it's just the optics. And I think sometimes we get caught up in the numbers when they don't tell us the whole story. So to answer your question, that was super long-winded, but if you're trying to build a community, focus on building a relationship, growing an actual online community and engaging with your community. And when you share content and you create content that people want to tell their friends about, you're going to start seeing yourself organically grow. And that's what you want is an organically growing community. All right. So the next question is, what is the biggest challenge? What is the number one thing that has helped you? Okay. So this is a super hard question for me because there've been so many challenges and I don't even know if I can nail down just one. The one thing that really comes to mind is I think we can get caught up in what everyone else is doing and what our Instagram feed needs to look like and how things should be in a business and branding. And it's really easy to lose yourself in that, in that comparisons trap. And one of the biggest things that I have learned is like, you don't, for some reason, we want to do things the same way that everyone else is doing. Like go through your Instagram feed and look like everyone's posting very, very similar photos. Why do we want to post photos that are similar to everyone else? Because then we don't stand out. Like, why do we want to be like everyone else? We want to be different than everyone else. You want to stand out. You do not want to blend in. Now I still get caught up worrying about the aesthetic of something, um, when I'm posting it and still, it doesn't even really matter, but I find myself kind of caught in that rabbit hole sometimes. And that's definitely been a challenge for me too. Like I want things to look professional and polished because it represents me and it represents my brand and so much of, you know, that, that is important to me. I want to have a visually appealing brand, but so much of what we worry about just doesn't matter. So I would also say like, put content out. It's about the message. It's not about the aesthetic. Sure. You want to have a pretty picture, but it's not going to look perfect right away. Like we all don't have professional photos all the time. Like they're just, just put it out there and try not to worry about what everyone else's feeds look like. Worry about the message that you're sharing. Second thing that probably is the optics of it all. Like I, you know, said earlier, like a lot of people do not understand blogging and online coaching and growing a digital brand. This was so hard for me because 
for the longest time, first of all, I was doing everything that I did for free. Like I worked my ass off for free for a very, very long time. And it wasn't work for me. It was a hobby, but I've put a lot of time and hours into this platform. And I knew what I was doing. I knew I was playing the long game, but I almost felt embarrassed about it. Like, oh, hey, I'm Jamie. Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I uh, write a stepmom blog. Like, what the hell? Like, it's just, I couldn't really figure out what my elevator pitch was. And so I felt super insecure about what I was doing, but that was about my own insecurities. Okay. It wasn't about really anyone else. Like, screw them. I needed to be confident in what I was doing. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And I do think that it wasn't, it wasn't really until like the last like year and a half that I became a hundred percent confident in what I do. I still don't really have an elevator pitch nailed down, um, but it was a struggle. And I know it holds a lot of people back from starting because they don't want to have the blog that has five Facebook likes on it. And like they're, it's from their friends and their, or their parents and their sister. Right. But you have to start somewhere. And it, and like I said, it just does not happen right away. When it comes to building this into a business, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I didn't know I was going to have a business. This wasn't the plan at the very beginning. This is what really, it just evolved. And it's about baby steps and, you know, oh, you're like, okay, well, I want to take it one step further. Okay. What's the next step? Then you take it one step further from there. Like you don't know where you're going to end up. It's just about taking each step forward. So just remember that too. Cause I think a lot of times people can be like, oh, I'm going to build this big online brand. It's like, okay, well, if you're thinking about like five years from now, you're missing the journey. And I know the word journey is so corny and overused, but it's, it's true. So baby steps and don't worry what people think. Cause that's something I really struggled with. All right. So the next question is, were you worried about your stepkids mom's reaction to your site? And how did you grow it knowing that she was watching? Okay. So this is a loaded question and one that I'm asked all the time, but in short, no, I didn't really worry about it. To, I, I didn't. And here's why this is not a platform for bashing ex-wives or talking negatively about people or putting anyone down. This is about my journey me sharing what's worked for me and doing it so that I can hopefully help other women. That's what it's about. So when it comes to people saying, oh my gosh, how can you write a blog about your stepmom life? Worrying about what the ex is, if she's reading it, this isn't about the ex. Like this is not about her. And actually the fact that most stepmom blogs and resources that I found when I first became a stepmom were so negative and were about bashing the ex. That's actually why I started this platform in the first place. I was looking for a platform that was all about positive solution, focused support, you know, helping people move forward, like thriving amongst the bullshit. Like if I wanted to just sit around and vent and put people down, there's a whole load of Facebook groups that could have met those needs. So She's the mother of the three, three of the most important people in my life. And she's the mother of my husband's children. I would never put my husband's ex-wife down on the internet. Like her story is not my story. And this is not about her. So the other thing is like, on top of that, I refuse to let someone else have an opinion on what I do with my life. Like I'm not hurting anyone. I'm actually helping people. I'm not doing anything wrong. So you know, my whole mission is to open up the conversation about blended family life and debunk the stigma that comes with being a stepmom, not bash ex-wives. 
Another question that I get asked a lot is if we've ever talked about the blog, like, do we ever have conversations about it? And we have in passing, she knows what I do. It's not, it's, it's kind of out there now. It's not like a secret. Um, but when we first, or when I first started my blog, I had an opportunity with the Huffington Post to be interviewed and share an article. And as part of the process, I had to get her permission. And when I read the email, when they're like, we just need permission from the kid's mom to post some stuff about them. And I was like, oh shit, well, this is where it ends. But I sent her an email about it and I, I cringed when I, you know, hit send, but she ended up agreeing. She was like, you know what, this is a really good opportunity for you. I don't want to, you know, prevent you from having this. And we ended up coming up with an agreement that I would share a picture and not the kids' names. And I followed that in I basically follow that to this day. I very, very rarely, it might sometimes slip out on Instagram stories, but I very rarely say the kids' names. And now that the kids are getting older, they basically, like if I'm ever going to post anything of them, I get their permission first. I will say that this mentality that stepmoms can't share openly because of the ex is why I started my exclusive stepmom community in the first place. Because so many, there's this turf war and this, you know, Stepmoms and moms are pit against each other from the very, very beginning. And a lot of stepmoms are struggling, but they feel like they can't share it online. You know, moms are encouraged to keep it real. Moms are encouraged to join the mom groups and talk about the challenges and just be, they can say so many things that stepmoms can't say, even though their roles overlap in so many ways. So I wanted to create a space where stepmoms could come and connect and share their thoughts and insecurities and tips and strategies without the worries of social media so that they didn't have questions like I get asked all the time about what, oh, like, oh, I wonder what the kid's mom thinks of that. So it's entirely off of social media and it won't come up on friends' news feeds or you don't need to worry about who is in the group because it can be totally anonymous. While I love that I created this group, I do think it's really frustrating too. That's, it's just, you know, stepmoms can't openly talk about things without people worrying about what the ex is thinking. So that was long-winded as per usual, but I, in short, no, I don't worry about it. Uh, does she read the blog? I don't know. We've never talked about it. Um, I don't, I don't know. Right. But it's, this isn't about anyone else. It's about me and my journey. And hopefully that clears things up. And anytime I got asked that question again, I am going to send people to this episode. All right. Next question. So how did you start? What was the first thing you created a blog, Instagram, or Facebook? Okay. So totally go back to listen to episode 22. If you're interested in how I started all this, but I'll give you the Coles notes version. I started a blog and originally called it the pop tart diaries and I got the name pop tart. It was a little nickname, I guess. And I got it because Darren and I have a 13 year age difference. And we first got together I think people just really thought it was this rebound relationship and didn't really take it seriously and whatever. So I got the name Pop-Tart. I referred to as Darren's Pop-Tart for quite a while. And Darren was kind of upset about it. He didn't like when, you know, I was called that, but I was like, whatever, I have been called worse things than a delicious breakfast treat. And so when I went to start my blog, again, it wasn't anything serious and I didn't think anyone would read what I wrote. So I called it the Pop-Tart Diaries because it was just me sharing my journey. And then when I started getting messages from stepmoms from all over the world, and I'm not kidding, guys, I got messages from stepmoms from all over. I had no idea how they found me because I knew nothing about SEO. And they were basically thanking me for saying things that they were afraid to say. And the community started growing. And then I started to say, okay, well, I was doing coaching and all this stuff. So I decided to rebrand just under my name. So this was all on a blog. Now I had a blog and then I had a Facebook page. And then I think later, I don't know if it was right away. 
I would share my blog posts on my Facebook and on my Instagram. And now I have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Pinterest. And I really, really focus on growing an email list as well, because guys, you have to remember, we're really focused on social media, but you don't own social media. Something can happen to your Instagram account or, you know, people can change or Facebook can change the algorithm, which they've done a million times. Like you can't, I think it's Jenna Kutcher. She's like, don't build your business on someone else's land. So that's why I really focus on having content that I am more in control of, which is Pinterest and email list. And by the way, I go way more into that in that offer that I talked about. So the shit I wish I knew. So if you're wondering more about that, definitely sign up for that email sequence because it shares a lot. Now, the thing, just to piggyback on that is a lot of people focus solely on Instagram and that's such a huge mistake. Like I said, you don't own Instagram. It can be deleted at any time. But also Instagram content dies, right? And it's the same for Facebook posts. Like you post your post, no one's looking for it later, right? Like within 24, 48 hours, unless someone is scrolling through your feed, they're not seeing your posts. And a lot of people online are spending all this time on Instagram content and Facebook content, and then it dies. It's like a lot of wasted time. So what I love about Pinterest and focusing on even like making sure your blog posts come up in Google searches is that you can write a blog post and then you promote it on Pinterest and, you know, make it really, really strong for SEO. And years later, someone can be searching for something that has to do with your blog post and it comes up. So I think it's really important, especially in this day and age when it comes to Instagram is to work smarter and not harder. Like think about where you're spending your time and your energy and ask yourself, like, is this moving the needle? All right. Next question. Do you do everything through Kajabi and what tools do you use and like? So for those who aren't familiar, Kajabi is a platform that I run my membership course, my eBooks, my emails and courses on. It's basically a platform you can host anything like online courses. You can send emails. You can do a website. I could do everything on Kajabi if I wanted to, but I host my website on Squarespace, mostly because I always have had everything there. And then I just started using Kajabi in the last couple years for, I guess, my digital products. So everything's intertwined. I'll link Kajabi in the show notes for anyone who's interested in checking it out. I'm a huge fan of Kajabi. I love the brand. I love the customer service. I went to their conference in LA last year and learned so much. And they're just a really cool company that is evolving and cares about people who use their products. And well, like when I was at the conference, big names like Rachel Hollis and Amy Porterfield and Jasmine Starr and Brendan Bouchard, they all use Kajabi to host their courses. So I figure they're doing something right. I also have a blog post where I share all the platforms and tools that I use to run things. So I will link that in the show notes too. But just to answer your question, now I'm sending all my emails through Kajabi as well. So basically it's Kajabi and Squarespace. And then, you know, the podcast is on the different podcast providers and YouTube videos on YouTube and then your social media as well. All right. What is the best piece of advice you received when starting your online platform? Again, I don't really know. And there was no one in my circle who was doing what I was doing or had any idea what I was doing. So it was really, really hard for me because no one got it. And I will tell you the biggest piece of advice that I have for you, because I'm not really, I can't really remember the biggest piece of advice someone gave to me. It's to find people in the same space as you. So 
I went to events where bloggers would go to. I found them on Instagram. I created relationships with people in the same space, like Amanda Muse, uh, Joanna from Nesting Story. You know, I have friendships that I created online and we started to build those connections through Instagram. And then we ended up becoming real life friends. You need to be around people who understand what you're doing. And I think sometimes we get caught up thinking that all of our friendships need to meet all of our needs. And that's not true. Like I have friends in my town who I love to have drinks with and talk about kids and talk about, you know, everything that's going on in life. And then I have my business friends and my blogging friends. So if you don't have people in your space who are doing what you're doing, go find your people. Okay. So that was the best thing that I ever did. And I also have listened to a lot of podcasts and watched a lot of videos and done courses. So make sure you're investing in yourself. I have done courses on Pinterest and online marketing and building a course and YouTube. And people often don't want to spend money on themselves at the beginning, but I do think that you need to invest in yourself if you want to get to the next level. So it's like people who pay, pay attention. If you've paid for something, you can bet your ass you're going to do that course, right? Because you don't want to have wasted your money. The first course that I ever did was B-School by Marie Forleo. Again, I will link it because it really did kick off all that I do. And it really opened my eyes to the possibility of a digital platform and the people who I could connect with and the people who I could support. The course was $2,000 American. And it makes me want to puke thinking about the feeling that I had when I signed up because 2000 American, I did not like, I put it on my visa and was like, I'm going to just figure this out. I didn't have the money. I wasn't making money because I was on maternity leave. I didn't want to ask my husband what he thought about me spending $2,000 on a course. Um, so I just put it on my credit card, my private credit card. And I just decided to figure it out because my gut told me to do the program. And I am so excited and so happy that I did because after I invested in myself and my education, I've done it on a yearly basis since, and I've never regretted it. Like every time I've invested in myself to learn something about how to run a platform and take things to the next level, it has helped me level up. And then you end up making more money because you are growing your business, right? Like you have to spend money to make money. All right, you guys, that's it for all the questions that you sent me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sending in questions. I know this isn't my usual content, but it is something that I'd love. And I love to talk more about. I love helping people. I love inspiring people and making women realize their worth. I love educating people on growing a digital brand and a digital business because holy shit, like the possibilities are endless. The sky is the limit. And I am not kidding. You can help people and you can connect with people and you can make a living doing it. And the best thing ever is when your true passion aligns with what you get to do every single day. And I am so grateful that I get to do that. And I'm so grateful for this community. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that I created the type of support that I needed when I first became a stepmom. To this day, this community helps me just as much as I know it helps other people. And I am just so grateful for all of it and all of you. So if you're listening to this, please know just how much I appreciate you, how much I appreciate the support, the downloads, the likes, the shares, the reviews, the emails, the messages, all of it. I read them all. This truly has become this wild ride. And I just feel very, very grateful. Alrighty, that's it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will chat with you in the next one. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. 
take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.